Before I begin this episode, I want to send my condolences to everybody that was at Club Q in Colorado in America. My heart goes out to you and I just I just want to send my condolences. I know that the queer community will be behind you and standing with you. So just want to send my love and condolences to you. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Talk to Touch, the weekly podcast where I discuss living an LGBTQ plus life to build a strong and united community, because connection starts with open conversation. I am your host, Denver Shy. I am at week eight at university. How did I get there? I've got absolutely no idea. Time has flown. I mean, it has flown. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how many weeks is it till Christmas? I have so much work that I need to do and get done. I have no idea where to begin. Actually, what I really would like to do is divide myself into four pieces. I think that would be great. So one part of me is doing my podcast. The other part of me is doing my photography. The other one is doing my printmaking. And the other one of me can take care of the rest of my life. Like, I don't know, cleaning house, trying to keep my art room tidy. It kind of looks a bit tidy. For those of you on YouTube, you might think, oh, it doesn't look too bad. You don't know where I've hidden everything out of camera shot. Do you know what? I can't complain. I chose to do this. So yeah, lots, lots, lots to do. It's good fun. You know, my fellow students are hilarious. They really do keep me entertained. Actually, I need to ask you something. If I came up to you and said, are you winning? Would you get what I meant? Would you know what I'm talking about? So you're doing something, I don't know, you're, you're drawing, you're writing, you're, you're working on something. It doesn't matter what it is. And if I came up to you and said, are you winning? Would you know what I'm talking about? Would you know what I'm actually saying to you is, how are you getting on? Are you doing okay? You would get, I'm sure you would get that. They had no idea what I was on about. I mean, not a flipping clue. They looked at me like, what? And then one of them, you know who I'm talking about, they were with me at Pride and wouldn't get out of bed. He went, no, that's old people talk. Old people talk? What are you trying to say? Are you winning? It's like, and I only realised that no one knew what I was on about when one of my fellow students that is leaving us in January, but we're not going to go there. We're not having that conversation. It's too sad. When I told him, he actually, no, he said to me, I've been saying to people, are you winning? And they have no idea what I'm on about. And I said, well, yeah, of course they do. He says, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. And he says, I've been saying it to people. Are you winning? And they look at him like he's strange. And he said, no one knows what I'm talking about. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, of course they know what you're saying. He said, no, they haven't got a clue. So I went to my fellow students in the other room and I said, hi, everybody, are you winning? And they looked at me like, what? So he was right. I've been saying that for years. And so all this time, nobody's known what I'm on about. In fact, I'm sure they do. I just think it's them. I think it's these younger people. They haven't got a flipping clue what I'm saying because they're just not listening. No, not really. 
They are really funny. We did have an absolute hoot about it. It was so hilarious because I thought all this time, have I been saying that to people? Are you winning? And they haven't got a clue what I'm on about. I think there's something wrong there. I really do. I think it's, to me, it's obvious. Are you winning? I just, do you know what? I just thought it was so funny. When Maureen said, no one knows what I'm on about when I say that, you are the first person I've ever heard say that. And I really like it. So I've started saying it. And he said, nobody knows what I'm talking about. I didn't know that. So no one's ever said to me, I have no idea what you're saying, Denver. I've got no, no flipping clue. Stop saying that to me. I don't know what you're saying. So all this time I've been saying that phrase and no one's had a clue. Anyway, I'm still going to say it. They do now. They know what I'm on about now. And the funny thing was, one of them said to me the other day, hey, Denver, are you winning? <laughs> ah, it was so funny. Oh, my God. It cracked me up. I thought it was hilarious. I'm going to have to keep teaching them some lingo because they clearly need it, you know. Come on, put your mobile phone down and chat to me. Anyway, today's episode, Why Being Queer is Your Superpower. And I'm telling you, it is. And you might think, oh God, I have no idea what Denver's going on about. It's one of those phrases. But no, it really is. And let me explain to you why. So for example, there's no need to conform. You do not need to conform to society's ideas of who and what you should be, how you should look. I mean, how fantastic is that? No need to conform. You're not confined by their boundaries. You can explore who you are, what you want to do. You don't have to listen to what the doctors, what teachers, what society, what the education system says who you are and what you should be. When you come out, there are fears, but that's usually because of external influences telling you that you are wrong, something's wrong with you, you need fixing, etc. However, when you realise you're queer, suddenly there really is this sense of freedom. There really is this, it's almost like, oh, I don't even know how to explain it, but suddenly it's like these shackles fall off and you kind of shrug them off and you know, you can explore who you are and what you want to be. Flipping fantastic. I mean, there's nothing worse than going through life and feeling as though you're not quite you. You're not able to be yourself. So you don't need to conform. There is that serious feeling of freedom. You really begin to feel that you can start developing the person that you want to be. And I think it is fantastic because you can't be the same person from day one till your dying day. We we are organic. We grow. We like to expand. We want to try new things. And if you feel confined and feel that you're not able to do that, you know, I think, I do think sometimes that's actually what can cause illnesses and depression and anxiety. Whereas when you feel that sense of freedom, you know what, the world is your oyster. The other thing is you don't need to conform to expectations. Now, there's nothing worse than people expecting something from you and it's not what you want for yourself. So you might say to, you, to your parents or guardians, oh, I want to be an artist or I'd love to be a musician. I don't know. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to travel. And they say to you, 
Yeah, you can do that in your free time, but you need to get a real job. You need to be a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist or a teacher because they bring in good money. What if you don't want to do those things? You know, they're now living vicariously through you. Because sometimes, I mean, I have spoken to people whose parents have said, you know what, I wish I had your opportunity. You've got those opportunities now, so you need to do this. But what if it's not what you want to do? The thing is, you don't need to be confined to other people's expectations. Now, Bonnie Ware was an Australian palliative carer, and she would be with people at the end of their life. And I have some of her work that I want to read to you because if anything's going to help you think about how you view your life and how you live your life, definitely some of the things that she has to say and what she has learned from her patients. It really is powerful. And I will be reading those to you at the end of this episode. So stay with me to hear those. It is, it's really powerful stuff. The other superpower that you have is your fluidity. I mean, I don't know about you, some days... Some days I think, yeah, I feel like I could get in a boxing ring. You know, you just want to get in there and you've got all this energy. Other days I think, you know what, I feel more mellow. Sometimes I'll say, do you know what, I feel a bit mellow today. It's kind of, I just kind of want to go with the flow today. I'm not really in the mood for anything too energetic. And then other days I just want to dance my knees off. Yep, they are. They're okay now. After Pride, they're definitely a little happier than they have been. And other times I feel more masculine. Sometimes I feel more feminine. And other times I don't feel like either. And I just go with the flow. And that is exactly how I like it. Rather than, okay, you were assigned female at birth. So you are going to like pink. You're going to wear dresses and skirts. You're going to wear makeup. And this is how you're going to live your life. Having this plan out for you. That doesn't work for me. That is definitely not something that works for me. And I know it doesn't work for a lot of people. So what is great is just that fluidity, just feeling your own energy and knowing where you want to be, just how you feel on any given day and not having to live up to, you were assigned this, this is how you're going to be and behave. Do you know what? That's just pants, really. So what is great, that is your superpower that fluidity, being able to just go with the flow. I think it's very freeing because you don't have to conform to societal norms, so to speak. The freedom to love. Now, I really like this. I was talking to a friend the other week and in fact, she will be, I'm going to interview her next week and oh my God, in fact, I'm not going to spoil it. I will not tell you, but all I'm going to say is make sure you tune in to the interview that I've got lined up for next week. Absolutely brilliant. But fluidity in terms of the freedom to love, who you love. Now, there's nothing, I was going to say there's nothing worse, but I'm going to change that. Now, think about this. At the moment, there's 8 billion people on the planet. And that's a whole different discussion, which we're not going to have here because I'm going to go right off on one and that'll be, yeah, that will just completely uh, derail this episode. So I'll not do that. But there's 8 billion people on the planet and you're only allowed to love one person. I think there's something wrong with that picture. 
Now, my friend had a really good analogy for this. So, for example, say you had your first child. You love, love, love that first child. Great. You have a second child. I don't love the first child anymore. I love this one. You have a third child. Now, you don't love the first two. You only love this one. Now, the thing about that is, don't you love all three? Surely. Why is it when it comes to loving somebody having that romantic relationship with someone. It can only be one person and that's it for life. You cannot have feelings for anybody else. There's something wrong with that picture. You change your clothes every day. Most people do. You change what you eat. You change your hairstyle. You change your jobs. You don't go to the same holiday location. You have different things that you like at different times in your life. Everything else in your life comes and goes and changes. There's always change. And yet you're supposed to love one person? No, I think there's something up with that. That's not real. I don't believe for a second that's real. I do think a lot of people, many people, love more than one person. But because of the way society is structured, they don't feel that they can be open and honest about that. And that is what I like about pansexuals. It's not about your gender. It's about who the individual is. Doesn't matter who you are. It's your character. It's who you are as a person. It's not, oh, you're female. I'll fall in love with you. That's fine. Or you're male. I'll fall in love with you. And that is it. No, no. Personally, I don't agree with that. I feel that with that spectrum of people that we have, on the planet, how can you just fall in love with one person forever and that's it? I really do think many people fall in love with a lot of people or have really strong feelings for a variety of people that they meet. And okay, you can't always do something about that. If you have an open relationship and you're able to act on that, great. But why confine yourself to just the idea of, okay, I'm male and I can only fall in love with somebody who's female or I can only be attracted to people who are female. So I'm going to swipe away the other half of the planet. That's down to 50% of people. Now, no, I think, you know what? There's so much more to us than that. There is so much more going on than it can just be one person. So Your superpower is the freedom to love. Flipping fantastic. The other superpower that the queer community has is being stylish. Come on, you've got to look around at the the way queer people dress, their style, their free... I mean, here, let me go. Let me go here. Let me talk about this one. Now, where I live, there are so many queer people. It is It's bloody awesome. I absolutely love it. And what I really like is when I see, particularly when I see people who, let's just say they're assigned male, okay? And they're wearing a dress or they've got a skirt on or they've got a halter neck top on. They've got, I don't know, their nails on, got a bit of lipstick, they've got mascara on. Do you know what? Just looks bloody brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think, you know, they have found a way to express themselves. They've found their freedom. It is really, really good because why should you 
have to do what society says when it comes to how you dress? Why should you have to put something on that has been stitched together to make a pair of trousers? Because somebody has said that's what men wear, that's what boys wear. Girls wear skirts. They can wear trousers, but they have to be this way. And actually, the other thing about that is who decides that buttons for men are done up one side, buttons for women are done done up on the other side? What is that? Why? Who made that rule? Anyway, that is another debate. But being stylish, being able to find your own style rather than having to fit in with what the fashions say. When you look at society, that heteronormative society, there is this, there's almost like this clone-like behaviour. But when you look at people within the queer community and they're finding their own style, we're not clones, we're not just this one-size-fits-all people. It's finding your way. And I'm still finding my own style. I'm not a, do you know what? I really am not a fan of the clothes on the high street. What is that? That again is another story. I'm really trying to keep myself on track here because there are so many different ways I could go with this conversation. But I am not a fan of the clothes on the high street. I'm still trying to find my way, my style. And I like that, giving myself the freedom to explore what I want to wear, how I want to dress on any given day. I already don't fit the convention because I've got a bold head. <laughs> you know, that that kind of, you know women are supposed to have hair or people who are assigned female are supposed to have long hair. I didn't ever have long hair. I had wide hair. I had a lovely big afro and then my hair decided one day I don't want to grow anymore. So hence I've got a bold head. Now, not entirely bold, but you see, I like it. Fortunately, I've got a good shaped head So and it suits me. So I like it, but it's also enabling me to find my style, find what I like. And you know what? You've got to find your own your own style, your own way to express yourself. And that is your superpower. Because often so many people say, oh yeah, but I can't because this is the fashion. Who out there is determining what I wear? Oh, this is the colour for the season. This is the fashion or style for now. This is the winter fashion. This is... I don't want to wear that. And I'm not having you deciding what I should wear. I will decide what I wear. I'm not having some faceless individual telling me, oh, but this is the in colour. You can't wear that colour anymore. I'm going to wear what I want. Why? Because I'm queer and I have freedom, which is my superpower. Yay! (laughs) The other superpower that you have as a queer individual is resilience you will learn to be resilient because of all the different challenges that you face because of your queerness. The good thing about that is it means you become stronger. And you know what? Sometimes you really want things to to flow and just be, be easier. You don't want those challenges and those hard times and all the horrible situations that you might face. However, I'm not saying that it's always easy because it isn't. I can give you some stories of situations that I have been in that have been really unpleasant. And I have used them. They they hurt for a long time, but I have learned to use them to make me stronger. I did share my story in the last episode of 
what I had been through and what brought me to this point where I am today. And I have developed my resilience. I'm not invincible, but I'm more resilient to to various traumas and things that people might throw at me. But that resilience means that you will keep going. And that is your superpower. Your resilience becomes your superpower. It becomes that thing that keeps you moving forward. It is something that we all need to build. And I think the queer community is building and has built that resilience. So, for example, all the horrible names that people like to throw at the queer community, all the things that they have said about us from being filthy to disgusting, etc., What I love about our community is the ability to take those words and flip them around, jiggle them about, and then use them as a banner and claim them and take hold of them and use them as a way of forging our path and moving forward. And then the people who are using them against us to shame us, humiliate us, degrade us. And it's the way that we are able, almost like chameleons, we just keep going And we hold each other up, we stand by each other, and we march ahead, we forge ahead. We take those words and we claim them. And it is, it's great. It really is good. And that is something, that is something I love. And I know there are a lot of words that have been used against us that are triggering. I absolutely get it. But I love the way that we're able to take take those words, turn them around and stick them on a banner or a T-shirt. Absolutely powerful being able to build that resilience, taking hold of those things that people want to use to shame you. One of the one of the best superpowers that we have is the moment you come out, you are now part of a community, this global community of queer people that have such diverse experiences who are just on this massive gender spectrum and now you are a part of that now that is a superpower your community people who will stand beside you I read a story of this guy who was in a gay bar and he went to the bathroom and another guy walked in who started giving him a hard time calling him all sorts of names because he was gay I'm gonna you're in a gay bar. Did you know that? And if you don't like it, why are you here? There's the door. But what he experienced, because he didn't know anybody. He had no friends in there. It was the first time he'd been. And then these other people came in who were gay and stood beside him. And the guy who was giving him abuse left. Now, he didn't know any of anybody from this community, but they stood with him. They stood beside him, stood at his side. And this is what you get when you join the queer community. A whole band of people that can and will stand with you. And it is, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than being part of a community, feeling that sense of belonging, because it's something that we all need. And it is really, really beautiful. So that is your superpower. Your queer community is your superpower. Now, let's not forget, even people who are cisgendered, who are heterosexual, eccentric people can also have a hard time because they don't fit the norms. They don't fit this confined line that most of us just don't fit in. Very few people really do fit the heteronormative society, this structure that everybody's supposed to fit into. There really is a definite line 
This is how Audrey Lord describes it. In America, this norm is usually defined as white, thin male, young, heterosexual, Christian and financially secure. It is with this mythical norm that the trappings of power resides in society. Those of us who stand outside that power often identify one way in which we are different. So it's quite fascinating when you realise that actually this norm is a very, very thin line. There really isn't many people that fit in with that. What I want to share with you now is something that Bonnie Ware, who was an Australian palliative carer, some of her patients' biggest regrets. Now, let me read some of this to you because it is powerful and it certainly helps to put life in perspective. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realise that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honoured even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. It is very important to try and honour at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realise until they no longer have it. Another regret that her patients had was, I wish that I had let myself be happier. This is a surprisingly common one. Many did not realise until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content when deep within they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. When you are on your deathbed, what others think of you is a long way from your mind. How wonderful to be able to let go and smile again long before you are dying. Life is a choice. It is your life. Choose consciously. Choose wisely. Choose honestly. Choose happiness. I loved reading those words and they were powerful. And when you realise that these are people who are at the end of their life, they may only have hours left, they may have only minutes, but these are the things that they thought of. These are their regrets. So wishing they had the courage to live their life their way and not the way others expected of them. Giving themselves permission to be happy. And sometimes we don't. Now, I do think that there are more people who die with regrets than fulfilment. And one of the things I was determined to do was make sure I was not one of them. Before I came out, I knew it was going to be difficult to live the rest of my life in a lie, in a way that didn't make me happy. Because when you always keep yourself hidden, it gets really difficult to step up and step out and be yourself. Because the more you hide, the more layers you're putting on top of yourself, the more it's almost like you're building solid walls. The moment I allowed myself to be free, it just changed everything. And I'm not saying it's always easy, but it's harder to hide than to step up and show yourself as who you really are. 
Now, Billy Porter did say, it is easy to be who you are when what you are is popular. I completely concur and agree with that. But what I would say is become the person you can live with. Find a way of honouring you. However that might show up, however that might be for you. You may feel for now you can wear what you want only in your home and that's okay. You have to find your way to find your path, to find your freedom. But remember your superpower is being queer and not having to follow conventional norms, not having to pretend, but to give yourself the opportunity to explore and discover who you are. Now, the takeaway I would like you to have from this episode is belonging. You do belong to a community. There is a body of queer people around the globe who have had the same and similar experiences to you. Some of our experiences are different, but overall, the fears that we all feel are the same, that anxiety, that fear, that worry. But knowing there is a body of queer people around the globe who have always been here, they are standing with you. We are not alone. And finding your community, however you do that, is a way of making sure that you have that support and love your superpower, love your queerness, love who you are. The ability to express and explore your queerness is your freedom. That brings me to the end of this episode. Next week, I have an interview coming up for you with the most sexually liberated person I have ever met. So do tune in. I hope this episode has helped you to start think of your queerness as your superpower and was beneficial to you. Share this episode with someone you think might like it. Share this podcast. As always, thank you for listening to Talk to Touch. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and tune in for new episodes every Monday. Until then, I am Denver Shy, and don't forget, connection starts with open conversation. Mm-hmm.